to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength strategy that can help fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that can hold you back in life. Today, I'm talking about the mental health messages on social media that are popular but not helpful. There are a lot of influential people who share messages on mental health that sound catchy or even inspirational on the surface. But the information is actually not accurate. In fact, some of it's downright harmful. Yet the quotes and the memes often spread like wildfire, and before you know it, tens of millions of people are sharing misinformation. Obviously, this problem isn't unique to mental health. The fitness industry and physical health sector have to deal with the same problems. But to give you some insight into how widespread of a problem this is, Plush Care, which is a virtual health and mental health app, did some research on this. They analyzed 500 TikTok videos that included hashtags mental health tips, or mental health advice. The medical professionals who reviewed them assessed their advice for accuracy and risk. Here's what they found. 84% of mental health advice on TikTok is misleading. 14% of the videos contained misinformation that could be damaging. Only 9% of people offering mental health advice had any relevant qualifications. And 31% of the videos contained inaccurate information. Obviously, it's not just TikTok where we're seeing this happen. It's a problem across all social media platforms, including Instagram and Facebook. And unfortunately, people tend to believe content that has a million likes or hundreds of comments must be true. So I thought this week I'd share some popular but bad advice that I see circulating on social media. Here are some recent social media mental health messages that are just plain wrong. Bad advice example number one. Your ultimate goal should be to make yourself happy. You might be thinking, wait, isn't that everybody's ultimate goal? What's wrong with that? There's a lot of research that shows happiness is a byproduct of living an intentional life. If you make it your goal to make a contribution to society, or it's your goal to spend time with your loved ones, you'll likely be happy in the end. A 2015 study published in the Journal of Experimental Psychology found that if you're pursuing happiness— you're more likely to focus on what you don't have in life. That leads to feelings of frustration and dissatisfaction. Another study published in Psychonomic Bulletin and Review found that people who focused on gratitude or generosity were much more likely to be happy than the people who made happiness their ultimate goal. Finally, a study in the Journal of Experimental Psychology found that in most Western cultures, people believe happiness should be constant. That leads to adaptation, meaning that you're going to need more happiness to keep you happy. And being happy all the time isn't realistic. So a better goal might be to contribute something to the planet or to help other people or to just be a kind person. And the side effect of doing those things might make you a happier person. Bad advice example number two. Embrace loneliness because it means you're getting more connected with yourself. 
I actually don't think you should embrace loneliness. To be clear, though, I'm a big fan of solitude. There's a whole chapter in my book about not fearing alone time. Being by yourself can be really good for you. But being alone isn't the same as being lonely. And being around people doesn't necessarily cure loneliness. If you've ever felt lonely in a room full of people, you know what I mean. The cure for loneliness is connection. We're social creatures and it's important to truly connect with other people. Loneliness can be harmful to your mental health and your physical health. In fact, research shows loneliness is just as harmful as smoking 15 cigarettes per day. So while it's normal to feel lonely sometimes, embracing it isn't a good idea. Feeling lonely also won't make you more connected to yourself. It'll just leave you feeling lonelier. So while alone time might help you connect with yourself a bit more, feelings of loneliness aren't likely to do that. If you're lonely, take steps to form genuine connections with people so that you can feel better. Bad advice example number three, stop doubting yourself. I see this all the time on social media. Sometimes it's a statement by itself, but sometimes it's plastered onto an inspirational post that insists you can do anything you set your mind to as long as you stop doubting yourself. The problem is everyone doubts themselves sometimes. And if you read a post that claims you can't succeed until you eliminate all your self-doubt, you might just give up. The truth is self-doubt actually helps you perform better. There's a ton of research behind that. Elite athletes who have some self-doubt outperform their completely confident competitors. There's also research that shows students who have some self-doubt score better on tests than students who are completely confident. That's because the ones with a little self-doubt study harder than the students who are convinced that they're going to ace the exam. So don't try to eliminate self-doubt. Don't fight it. Unlike loneliness, where you should work on a plan to reduce your loneliness, Actually, embracing a little self-doubt might help you stay motivated and it can help you keep your head in the game. Bad advice example number four. To have a healthy relationship, lower your expectations. Obviously, you don't want to expect anyone to be perfect. But most people don't need to lower their expectations to have a healthy relationship. In fact, if you expect people to treat you poorly, then you aren't going to speak up and you won't set healthy boundaries. And people are much more likely to treat you poorly. But if you have higher expectations and you communicate what you expect from someone, they're much more likely to meet those expectations. And if they don't, it's up to you to decide how you want to respond. That might include anything from reminding someone, actually, I expect you to show up on time, to eventually ending a relationship that just isn't meeting your expectations. So please don't lower your expectations but do communicate what you expect from someone else. And I guarantee most people will try to meet your expectations if they care about you and your expectations are reasonable. Bad advice example number five. You can't love anyone until you love yourself. I see this everywhere and it sounds catchy, but it's wrong. The way you learn how to love yourself is by experiencing how other people love you. It's really tough to love yourself if no one else taught you what love feels like. People who grew up with healthy love from their caregivers learned what love is, but many people don't have that experience and they might associate love with unhealthy things like guilt or abuse. Does it always happen that way? No, of course not. Sometimes people are able to heal on their own and they learn self-love before getting into a relationship. But in many instances, insisting that you love yourself first just adds more blame and shame on someone 
who wasn't given their tools that they needed. Bad advice example number six. Stop thinking you have social anxiety. You're just surrounding yourself with the wrong people. I cringe at this one. If you truly have social anxiety, it won't matter who you surround yourself with. You'll be anxious across the board. That's the definition of a mental health issue. It's far-reaching. In fact, surrounding yourself with new people will probably make your social anxiety worse. People who have social anxiety tend to feel much more comfortable when they're around familiar people. Now, that's not to say that the people around you might not be jerks. If they are, by all means, move on. But surrounding yourself with bad people does not cause social anxiety disorder. And posts like this spread the idea that people with social anxiety disorder are to blame for their problems and it's their own fault for having it because they chose bad friends. But nope, that's not true. And finally, bad advice example number seven. Keep pushing and pushing and you'll see results. I see this message all the time from entrepreneurs and self-help gurus who want to convince you that with a little more time and a little more effort, you'll see results. That's terrible advice. First of all, pushing on doesn't guarantee success. Second, sometimes you should quit. If you're a longtime listener of this show, you know I think we should give ourselves permission to quit way more often than we do. We shouldn't stick to a goal just because we're too embarrassed to quit. And just because you want something to work out doesn't mean more effort will get you there. Sometimes it's okay to quit before you dig yourself deeper. And you always have to look at what something is costing you, whether you're trying to launch your own business or you just took on a new volunteer job. The time and effort is going to cost you something. And when the price gets too high, like it's costing you your mental health, pushing on is a terrible idea. Those are seven popular mental health tips I've seen recently on social media. Those are just a few examples, though. There are tons more pieces of terrible advice out there. But my hope is when you're reading things on social media, you'll take a moment to carefully consider how true that piece of advice might actually be. Remember that just because something's popular, doesn't mean it's helpful or accurate or even good advice. Look at social media mental health advice, or perhaps all advice for that matter, with a critical sense. And don't believe everything that you read. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcast.